LIW, The Walking Dead, and Fear the Walking Dead review. Hello, citizens. Welcome to LIW, Fear the Walking Dead review. I'm Phoenix West. Join with me is loneliness, because I'm solo, and join with me is not correct grammar. Um, hi guys, welcome to the first episode of Fear the Walking Dead Review. It's a, kind of a confusing title, because I don't want to do two separate podcasts for these shows, so I kind of combined Fear the Walking Dead and The Walking Dead by just putting the word fear in some parentheses and calling it good, you know? That's how I roll. Um, I'm an engineer of words. Uh, that's what I do. I'm a writer. Anyway, um... This is the first episode I'm doing, and I am doing the season one, episode one of Fear the Walking Dead today. If you saw that, it premiered uh, August 23rd, which was about a month ago from today. I wanted to make sure it was good before I, you know, did a whole show for it. Uh, I, I guess I'll start off this, the, the opening show of this, this podcast by just kind of doing my little experience with The Walking Dead. Because I'm not one of those people who's going to go, oh, I, know, I love the comic before the show, and then the show fucking ruined it. I had never heard of this comic. I'm not a comic guy, really. I'm more of a movie, TV guy. So I, I, didn't, I had no like expectations when the show came out. and So that means when I watched the show and, and was kind of bored with it, The Walking Dead I'm talking about, that was genuine. That wasn't based on anything I had read. I was just bored in large parts of the show. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm looking at you, season three or whatever. Whatever they're on the farm, holy goddamn shit, I want to die. I want I'm gonna die of boredom and come back to life and kill myself again, because I I cannot watch them sit around on a farm again for another season. If they do another season of on the farm, I will never come back to this show. I will leave it like a fucking like a terrible dad going out for cigarettes. I will never come back to the show. With that being said. Season, what, five of The Walking Dead just ended a few months ago, and it was a good one. It had a good kind of cliffhanger there. Um, We'll get into that when I talk about The Walking Dead. But I liked where they were going with it, and I think they're on track again. So that's good. I I did enjoy season one when Frank Darabont was on board. I think he was there for season two also. And then you could kind of tell when he left, because Frank Darabont's the fucking man. He directed my favorite movie, The Shawshank Redemption. And you could just kind of feel his absence when he left. But this the, this show is different. This show, Fear the Walking Dead, uh, is a new. It's a new bird. They just went. You know what? Fuck it. Let's start over. Let's. I feel like they're like, oh, we kind of fucked this show up a little bit. We can still get this one back on the tracks, but let's go ahead and start off another one. Let's do a weird offshoot of it, and it kind of just goes back a few months before the. The, the the Walking Dead started where that's this actually shows the disease spreading and stuff like that. I should mention I've seen the first three episodes as of right now, so I know what happens after this episode. I'm not really doing these as they're coming out. Like I said, I watched the first three and I went, oh, I should I do I definitely want to do this show about it. So I went back and here I am. I just rewatched the first episode so I know where to end this. But here we are. Um, Fear the Walking Dead is so far better than The Walking Dead. It's not like it doesn't have the iconic characters. I don't like I don't like the characters too much. I just like the story and how they're doing it more. I like the Los Angeles thing. I fucking hate Atlanta. I don't know why I said it like that. Atlanta, not Atlanta. 
I don't like the South. I fucking hate it. And it really bothers me because in the South, they would just rot so quickly. They, they're, it's so humid, and they would just, their skin would fall off when they're, once they're dead. But anyway, all gripes aside, uh, I did get into the Walking Dead comics after the show was out. I've, I'm not up to date on them. I have all those, you know, the, the big black hardcover books. The big black hardcover books. But I don't, I'm not up to date on them. I, I'm still like a book behind, so. I'm not the largest Walking Dead fan. I like the comic a lot more than the show. I will say that. But I'm not going to be all fucking snobby about it and act like I, a hipster, like I, I knew about it before everyone. Because I didn't. I, the show came out and I went, oh. I saw the comics one time, just at like Barnes & Noble. I just was like, oh, that's weird. That looks cool. And then I never thought about it again until the show came out. So, again, not pretending to be anything, I don't know shit about The Walking Dead until like two seasons in, I'd say, I watched it finally. Um, but here we are, The Fear of the Walking Dead. Enough of the, about The Walking Dead. We'll get to that one. That show debuts next month. And I guess it's about a week now. Anyway, I'm rambling. So let's get to this fucking plot of this show. This is Fear of the Walking Dead. It stars Cliff Curtis, who you might recognize... I don't know, fucking live for die hard. Uh, Training Day, he plays like a hardcore Mexican dude. And then uh, he's in one of my favorite movies, Three Kings. He's in Blow, and he has a goddamn like Jufro. It's awesome. Anyway, he's uh, he can play like six different races. He's kind of like uh, John Turturro. John Turturro can play black, Jew, fucking Puerto Rican, whatever you want him to do. He can do that. Anyway, this is this guy. He plays Travis. I don't like the name Travis. Kind of bored already with that name, but here we are. Um, he plays this guy. Should I, I want to go ahead and go with the plot of the show. How about that? Not so much introduce the cast. I'll get there. I'll get there. I didn't really plan this out. So here we go. It, the opening scene is kind of like, um, confusing. It's confusing because you just see a guy wake up and you're like, holy shit, he's high as fuck. And he looks like Johnny Depp from What's Eating Gilbert Grape. He kind of stumbles around. He's got long hair. And then, uh, he's wandering and he comes out and he finds this girl. He's like looking for his girlfriend. He's like, Gloria, uh, Gloria. It's played by Frank Delane, I guess you say his name. Um, you might recognize him. He plays a young Tom Riddle in uh, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. So you got that going for you. But yeah, he kind of looks, looks just like Johnny Depp in Gilbert Grape. But he's wandering around, and he's high as fuck, and he's looking for his girlfriend, Gloria. And then Gloria is a goddamn face eater because she's down on the ground eating some dude's face. And here we go with what I don't like about zombie movies as a basic concept. They don't understand how zomb- how creatures eat. I know this is a stupid gripe, but it really does bother me. Because if you ever see like an animal, or you ever like fed a dog, and then you like try to get their attention when they're hungry, they just look at you out of the corner of their eye and keep fucking eating. Even if you're offering them food. So, I, I just, an animal will not chase down another animal to eat if it's already eating. If a zombie only has a desire to eat, it's going to fucking keep eating. It's not going to bother chasing down more food. It'll worry about that once this food's gone. It doesn't make any fucking sense. And it happens so much on this show. And it really does bother me. And I know it might sound like a bullshit, stupid, petty point. But it really fucking bothers me to no end. And I can't tell you how many times in The Walking Dead this has happened. 
And it happens in most zombie movies, to be real. They, they're like oh, seven people all around a dead body, and then they're eating the shit out of him. They're like, oh, these organs are great. These are fucking delicious. This guy has great intestines. He must work out. His muscles are great. And then, oh, some, someone way off in the distance just made a noise. They just tapped a chain link fence, and holy shit, that, that really got me going. Now I want to walk over there, which will take like five, 15, 20 minutes. I don't know. I'm, I'm slow as shit. My leg's broken. I'm missing an arm. My intestines are trailing behind me. I'm a zombie. I'm going to go ahead and chase that fucking guy down for no reason, even though there's really good eats right here in front of me. But hey, I'm dumb. I'm a dumb, dumb zombie. What do I know? Bothers the shit out of me. It doesn't make any sense. It really... Uh, try doing that with a lion in the wild. They will sit there and watch their children die if they're eating. If they're eating a goddamn zebra and someone's murdering their children... They're this. They're like, oh, I'll get more. I'll get more children and eat that fucking guy later, maybe or not. You know, there'll be more meals. I'm not gonna worry about it. This one's right here, though. So I'm gonna go ahead and enjoy this because shit don't come free. Because your effort is already paid off right now, and you're just creating like future effort for no. You know what I mean? This don't, live off your current effort, not your past effort. Go ahead and eat your meal. Anyway, done with that. Holy shit. I'm sorry. It really fucking bothers me. Uh, See, so yeah, he finds him, and then he finds his girlfriend, and she's eating the face, and he escapes, and he runs out, and the, you know, this is really... It, the opening scene was fun, and then he get out, got out in the, in the L.A. streets, you know, and then he's running around, and it got kind of shitty looking. I don't know. It got really cheap looking. The camera's all over the place, and then he gets hit by a car, and then the, the camera pans up, and the, the driver's like, I didn't even see him. Which is not a thing to yell when you are just struck a human being. You should yell, he jumped out in front of me. I didn't have a chance. I was, looking, I was looking right at the road. So he really surprised me, even though I was paying attention and not speeding. Like, shit like that. Shit that's not going to come up in court against you. You have a legal right to not you know, prosecute yourself, to get yourself in trouble more. So this guy just fucked himself pretty much because he's like, he basically just said, I wasn't even paying attention. How did I hit him? I don't get it. This, these two things don't make sense together. And then this fucking kid is just laying there and then the camera pans up, like I said, and then you hear that and then you see that there is a farmer's market happening 15 feet away. And you don't really see the road, how it works, how he got hit. You don't see the, any of that shit. And it makes me wonder, was that... Well, did this kid just save all these people at the farmer's market? Because this guy looked like he was going to drive right into that goddamn farmer's market going like 60. Or I guess I'm exaggerating there. Maybe 25, but still. Maybe this kid saved all those people, this junkie kid. I don't know. Why is there, why is there a guy carrying a carpet, a large carpet, at, at a farmer's market? I don't know. They, I didn't realize they sold that. It's like all fruits and vegetables on the side and then one dude dragging a carpet. Little odd. Anyway, for I thought it was like a movie, a movie production at first because it's in L.A. You know, you got to show that obligatory shooting a movie scene. You got to have the dude standing against the truck, those fucking day laborers in, in the background, uh, shit like that. You got to, you got to show something. But, but no, I guess it's a farmer's market. I don't, I don't fucking get it. I, it doesn't matter. Small point. This is how the show's gonna run, by the way. I, I am, I, I latch on to weird shit and then I, it drives me nuts. So I don't know where they're, where they're going with that. So he gets hit and then blah, 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 moves on to uh, 
Cliff Curtis as Travis fixing a goddamn sink. And that's gripping drama. Uh, Kim Dickens, Madison Clark, as you know her on the show. Uh, that classic character, Madison Clark. She plays the wife. Travis is the dad. From now on, I might just use their character names so it's easier for you people. You people, that's right. You know who I'm talking about. Uh, so, and then The son that got hit by the car, his name is Nick Clark, by the way. They're all the Clarks. There's also Alicia Clark. Alicia. Alicia. I never know how to say some of these things. Her real name is... Holy shit, this is stupid. Her real name is Alicia Debnim Carey. She's from Australia. And her name is spelled in real life, A-L-Y-C-I-A. And her character name is A-L-I-C-I-A. Just go ahead and don't change that if you, if it's not that big of a deal. Just let her keep it. It's probably... Why, why change it? Why go out of your way to do it? I don't get it. Nobody's going to care. Nobody will ever... And I, I can't really say nobody cares and then demand that they should have left it <laughs> alone, but I guess they do care. But just leave it. You know, there's no reason to change it, so why? There's no way she was hired and then the character's name. I don't know. Oh, fuck it. Um, anyway, the, she's... Came, or Madison Clark walks by and she's like, hey, get out, you know, get out of the shower there. And then Alicia's in the bathroom. She's like, I didn't tell you to come in. And she's in a towel. And then it cuts... In the kitchen, and then, like I said, Travis is fixing the fucking sink, and he's like, I think I just saved us $300. And then her, she basically, Madison, almost fucking just starts sucking his dick right there over how he saved them $300. And she's like, sexy, fuck yeah, let's do it. I'm, ooh, 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 ooh. I blow every plumber in my house. That's that's a house rule. It's right above the kitchen doorway. My my grandma knitted that into it, or sewn that into a fabric and, you know, a pillow and that's what we do. That's my family tradition. What's yours? Fixing sinks? Cool. This is a perfect relationship. Anyway, this fucking guy is like, oh, I fixed it. I, I always like to talk about shit like I hate it, but really I like this episode. It was fun. Anyway. So, okay, this fucking, this is what bothers me. Um, he's a stepdad. They set that up. Right away, pretty much. Um, so the, the stepdaughter, Alicia, walks into the kitchen when he's on the phone and then she's in a towel and I'm like that's fine like I'm a stepdad but I've been in her life since she was two and but this family's just just got together like very very recently I would say within the month maybe like a month old and she's probably known him a couple years at the most because it seems like he just left his other family I don't know if there's like a cheating thing going on. If he was double dipping, I don't know what's going on. He's got an ex-wife. He's got, I forget her real name, but she's the girl from uh, Orange is the New Black. Anyway, he's he seems like he just moved in. And she is so comfortable with this strange, dark, sexy man that she's just walking around in a towel. If you know anything about like stuck up teenage girls, not going to happen. That's not, that's not going to happen. It's just not... No. Why would she walk around like that? I don't buy it. I'm calling bullshit on this show. Bullshit. So, where am I here? The hospital calls. I go to the hospital. Kids and kids tied up in the bed. Blah, blah, blah. T- cops are talking to him. Mom's like, fuck off. You know? And then, uh... This is when Travis goes and calls his old family and he talks to... What's his fucking name? His goddamn kid. What is it, Chris? I think his name's Chris. 
Let's go with Chris. Yeah, I'm looking at IMDb here. Chris. Chris Manawa. I guess he's, he's a native. They're all natives. Okay. Anyway, uh, calls his son. He's like, hey, you're coming over for the weekend. And then he's like, I don't want to. Just, you know, typical. Like, you see this in all these fucking movies like War of the World and shit like that. Where the kid just doesn't want to go with the dad. Because the dad, usually the dad's like all on his own. And he, he's, all, he's all selfish and shit. Like, life is a house is like that too. Where the, he seems like the dad doesn't give a shit. But really, he's not a bad guy. He just doesn't. He doesn't seem aware. This dad seems like he genuinely wants to spend time with his son and his new family. And this kid doesn't give a fuck. This kid's an asshole. Fuck this kid. I hope he dies. I hope he dies in the upcoming episodes. You selfish prick. At least go fuck the stepdaughter or your stepsister at this point. Go fuck her. Why not? You don't know her. You're both like eighteen-ish. Go fuck her. Why not? She's in the non-whites. The show does say that, so I'm not being racist. It's true. That's very presumptuous of me, though. Anyway, um, uh, so, Tobias. Let me get into Tobias. I'm going off my notes here, and they are sporadic as hell. Uh, they show Madison. She's at work later on. She's at her school, and she's like, I don't know what she is. Maybe the principal. She's not the principal, because that one dude plays principal. Um, I forget his name. Uh, Scott Lawrence. Sorry. He's the principal, and then she must be like, I don't know, something else, whatever is under the principal. I've never had a school or been at a school where there wasn't just the principal, and then somebody, I've never had somebody below the principal. It's just the principal, and then nurse, there's one nurse at schools, and then like the staff, like a secretary or some shit, and that's it. So she's like a coordinator? I have no idea what she does for a living. She just shows up at school and gets paid, apparently. Anyway, uh, this she's walking around, and they see this kid come in, and the, the metal detector goes off. I've never been to a school with a metal detector. Metal detector. I've never done that. Um, come from a very, very poor, I guess, white school. So I've never, I never, again, I'm, just, I'm not assuming that all black schools have metal detector. I'm just saying nobody cares. They're all too cheap to fucking get one. Even if there was a shooting, the next day they would not even pat people down. Nobody, nobody's paying attention. Anyway, this they hear the thing go off, and they're like, Tobias, come on, what do you have on you? And Tobias comes in, and he's like, nothing. Mm-hmm. And she takes him off you know, on, the, on her own to her office, whatever she needs an office for. And she's like, give it up. Come on, it's in your pocket. It's in your right pocket. Come on, give it up. And he's like, mm-hmm. and he hands him a knife. He hands her a knife, and she's like, what do you need a knife for? And, and then, this kid is scary. He seems like the kid that would show up with a shotgun and, you know, cleanse the football team from the earth. He does seem like that kind of person, and it's, he's got, like, Pollock's Troy disease. And if, you don't, if you're a fan of L.I.W., you know from the first episode, I'm a huge fan of Pollock's Troy, and I have a disease named after him. I even named my dog Pollock's Troy. And then what this is, is Pollock's Troy in Face Off his brother shows up with a different face, and Pollux Troy has no knowledge of this, but is immediately suspicious. And is like, you know what? I think my fucking brother switched his faces with a federal agent out of fucking nowhere. And you're like, holy shit. What a lucky guess. Like, he just, he just like, seems to know exactly what happens, despite being in prison while this all was happening. When this fucking kid, Tobias, in Fear of the Walking Dead, feels like that. Because he shows up with a knife, you don't know what happened to him before. Maybe they'll show it later. I hope. But you just hear him go like, 
Shit's not going right. It's gonna. We're not going to college. None of us are going to college. None of us are gonna have our plans fulfilled. It's all gonna end. And then she, and I was like, "How the fuck does he know this? Is he in on this? Does Tobias start the epidemic? Is Tobias patient zero? Is he like? Is he the one that's? I, I want to know if he killed the world. Pretty much, Tobias, King Tobias, Tobias the traitor. I don't know what his name would be in the future. But this fucking Madison Clerk." Asshole says the stupidest thing after she's like lies to him, like, Oh, come on, like, she seems to be full of shit a lot. I, I guess that's just what my feeling is. She tries to be hard, but she's not. But she's always like, My son will be fine. Uh, it's just she's lying to herself. But then, so, but then she says, Come on, don't, uh, Tobias, if this is really happening, the authorities would tell us. I'm like, bitch, you're the fucking authority at this school, and you're not telling anybody anything. I don't get it. She she lies about everything so far. I'm just going off feeling. I don't really have any evidence that she's lying. She just seems to be lying to her family. I don't know about her son with the junkie. About how he's getting better. I don't know. I don't. She seems to be really icy. She doesn't seem to care about anybody. Ugh, whatever. Fuck this bitch. Um. So it cuts to, uh, what's her name? Alicia. 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 I'm going to go ahead and say Alicia. Uh, that's how I'm comfortable. Alicia kind of goes, you know, she's walking through school. And she's walking through the, the I guess, where the football field would be, where the bleachers are. And then she kind of talks to her boyfriend, who is her, and he's up on a ladder. And he appears to be engaged in graffiti class, is the best way to describe that. Because he's on a ladder, and he's like, painting my number sucks. And he's like, shh, shh. And he's got little stencils, and he's they're all there's like fifteen people spray painting this wall, and it looks beautiful. It's fine. It's a nice couple. It's like a sectional mural where each five feet or so there's a different mural, but they're all kind of connected, and it looks cool. But I don't get what the fuck they're doing. What class is this? What did somebody authorize this? Is this Madison Clark's doing, or is this the principal? Is this Scott Lawrence's Art Costa in the show? Is this his doing? Because I don't fucking get it. This doesn't make any sense to me. I've never seen this class. Again, come from a very white town. And I don't I don't know what class this is. I just want to... Is this their art class? If so, do you do graffiti in art class? Do you really want to teach these kids how to tag shit? In, a sh- in L.A., especially in L.A., they have to put, in L.A., they have to put barbed wire over everything, like freeway overpasses signs. They, they have to put barbed wire over that so people don't tag it. So do you really want to hand a fucking 15-year-old kid a fucking aerosol can with paint in it and go, hey, here, here's how you do this. Here's how you get your form down. This is a really good idea. This in no way affects me as a taxpayer. Having to pay the same fucking guy every week to climb a ladder and wash and fucking put white white paint over a sign and then repaint the sign just to get rid of the graffiti over and over again. This endless cycle of graffiti we call Los Angeles. Holy shit. Do not have that class. That's a horrible idea. Los Angelites. I get Los Angelanders. Los, Los Angelos. Los Angelinos, I think, is the right one, right? I assume. I like Los Angeles. Um, anyway. Taking a drink of coffee there. Sorry. So. 
Um, anyway, he gets done with graffiti class, apparently, or he's decided he's going to take a little break from boss. He just seemed like a little slavish up there. I don't know. It was weird. It was a weird scene. Then he walks over to her, and he's like, she sits down on the bleachers, and he stands on, like, the footing part and just stands in front of her with his dong mere inches away from her face. And, and it shows a camera from behind her. And I'm like, is this the BJ stance? He's just, like, just throwing his dong in her face. He's going to slap her in the cheek with it. It's so weird. It was a weird scene all around. And he stands there, and he's just kind of, like, rocking his hips slightly. And I'm like, oh, what's going on? What's happening? They're trying to be like, yeah, they're fucking. You know they're fucking. These teenagers. We can't show it, obviously, but come on. They're fucking. He's got his dick right by her face. Obviously, they're into that. She she goes down on him. That's that's what she does. So you, you know right away what Alicia's up to. And uh, his name's Matt, by the way. Uh, it's not, I don't know if it's going to matter because I saw a head here a little bit. Um, oh, spoiler alert for episode two, I believe. Pretend I didn't say that. I forgot. Again, I did watch the first three episodes. I'm not really spoiling much because I haven't seen what happens with him all the way. Um, anyway, totally going to ignore that. The uh, stepdad, Travis, talks to Nick, who's still in the hospital. And he's like, hey, what happened? And he's like, oh, you're going to get better. And he's like, I saw some shit, man. I saw some shit. You don't know shit. You can't help at all and shit. He swears so much because they can say the word shit on AMC, but they can't. They can't say fuck. They can't say cunt. They can't say any of that shit. But they can say shit. And shit, they use the word shit a lot. Shit. Every third word, this kid. Anyway, he's like, I saw some shit, man. The girlfriend ate a guy's face and shit. It's either something about powder. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. And he's like, I think he's just saying he either imagined it because of the drugs. Like, maybe they laced his drugs. Or he's crazy and he doesn't want to be crazy. So Travis is like, I don't know, man. And then he goes, he waits until, did he go during the day? I think he went during the day this first time. Yeah, he did. And then he goes to the shooting gallery. Uh, previously, where we saw um, Gloria eat a goddamn face and give up a meal over her boyfriend. Anyway, he, he he's looking around, Travis's, and he sees, excuse me, he sees... Lots of weird shit, just, you know, junkie, anything anything a bunch of junkies in an abandoned church would do. You know, there's overturned furniture, there's sheets everywhere, there's needles, there's, you know, vomit. And he sees what can be described as an alarming amount of blood, and he just dives in. He gets covered in it. It's got, like, brain, like, chunks of meat and flesh and brain. Who knows what's in there? Whatever she was eating, the guy, and the guy, since she gave up the meal, the guy got up, obviously, so there's no body there. And uh, that wasn't a foreign way to say that. I was saying there was no body there. I wasn't saying there was no body there. Anyway, they, he's like looking down at the blood, and it's full of chunks and stuff. It looks disgusting. It looks like blood vomit, I guess. And he's just like, dip my hand in there, see what's up. Yep, cold, cold and wet, weird, weird. That's a. That's normally how that stuff is. Yeah, that's that's a. I guess that was to be expected. I'm a crazy person, and here's what I don't quite get with most zombie movies. They don't quite describe how you get infected with the virus. I assume it's a virus, because this movie, or excuse me, the original show, The Walking Dead, 
doesn't say at all. If you get it in your eyes or your mouth, I think you're you're gonzo. You're you're a goner. You're done. You know, I think because they cover themselves with tarps in the early in the series, and then they like chop up the body and cover themselves with guts, right? And then, but this he's wiping his hands on it, and they're always covered in blood in these shows, covered in it. And I'm like, you you could you absorb stuff through your skin quite easily. So if you have you know, what it essentially is zombie AIDS blood all over your hands, some of that shit's going to seep in eventually. If you have a large quantity, which he did, and they will in the coming episodes, you're going to get it, You, if that's really what it is. But this also, the, uh, it also posits a, a weird sickness which in which people are getting sick before they die. And I didn't realize that's how this whole thing went down. I thought it was just like people. One person died, and like some some chemical got released. Someone died, and th- that first person died, and came back to life because the virus is out. What what happens in this one is people get sick, die, and then come back. And I kind of like it the other the first way because it's slower. This one's like oh, this many people die. It's a bunch of people in a row or at one time, and then just the people are left and try not to get infected. And I'm like, it seems more like the stand this way. I don't, which I like. I love the stand. Stephen King's The Stand. If you ever seen that miniseries, it's fucking awesome. It's so cheap, but it's awesome. This is kind of like that, where it's like everyone just dies at once, it seems like in the beginning, and then they wake up later and then they, you know, ha- cause havoc. And I kind of like it where it was, where I thought it was, you know, someone just died and they came back. Then it was really slow chain reaction of them biting somebody, then transferring, and blah, blah, blah. The AIDS effect, pretty much, where it's just, you know, they don't, the fucking is the biting, I guess. Anyway, um, where the fuck was I? Oh, he, the, uh, Travis goes back. He, he, he leaves the blood. He just walks away and he goes home. <laughs> goes back to the hospital, I should say. And he kind of wakes up his wife. She's like, you know, opening bells in one hour. You got to get to your job to do whatever the hell it is you do at your job. Whatever the taxpayers pay you to do. I assume it's a public school. I don't know. Metal detectors, I assume it's a public school, right? Uh, anyway, he's like, and they, they walk out in the parking lot, sorry. And then he's like, hey, you know, I went to the shooting gallery. And, uh, you know, it was fucking brutal. I don't think uh, Nick is making this up. I think he needs to know. She goes, I don't give a shit. And he's trying to be cool about it. And he's like, I went, you know, in his head, he's probably like, I fucking drove way out there, bitch. I drove out there, went went to the junkie haven. There, They have a, nobody goes in there. The cops don't even want to go in there. I went in there. I went in there. I'm braver than a cop. I was on, I didn't have any guns or backup. I just had my shitty truck outside. And then she's like, I don't give a shit. And she's like, just being an icy bitch about everything. And he's like, you know, just, you know, just for his peace of mind, there was a, you know, he might have been right. There was a lot of blood. She goes, nobody ate it. You believe somebody ate somebody in there? And he's like, there was a lot of blood. And she ignores him. She ignores what he's saying because she's a stuck-up cunt. She's a goddamn cunt. I hate her. She, I feel like I was attacking her earlier about being a liar. 
I just want to associate her with as, as a liar because the cunt, it, it just feel like it's easier to attach this with her. Anyway. She ignores him, and I feel like he could have stressed how much blood there was and maybe gotten a little further with this, this cunt wall, this, this brick cunt wall that she is. I feel like he could have been like, no, look, no, look, there was literally like a pool, like, like I could have swam in it. It was an Olympic sized pool. You know, I could have won a gold medal in this fucking shit. And there was that much blood. You got to stop and listen to me. I, I hate being married to an icy bitch. This is two in a row for me. But no, he just goes, and she gets in the car and leaves. And I was like, what the fuck? You dumb bitch. Just fucking listen to him. And then later on they go, and they talk to uh, Cal, this drug dealer guy, who you don't know is a drug dealer. But they set him up as like, oh, I'm just his friend. I'm just, it's by Keith Powers. He's in Straight Outta Compton. They act like he's just, you know, his friend. And he's like, have you seen him? He goes, oh, I haven't seen him in a while. That's weird. And he's vacuuming out his car. And then once I knew, he, since this is the second time I watched it, I'm like, is he like cleaning out like blood and shit? Because he meets up with uh, Nick after Nick escapes out from the hospital. Because the guy in the room next to him became a zombie. And then so Nick escaped. And Nick goes to Cal after the parents talk to him. And basically he's like, hey, did you fucking put angel dust in my goddamn heroin? That's not cool. And I'm like, if your goal is to shoot up heroin... Angel Dust cannot be that much of a letdown as a surprise. I mean, Angel Dust is kind of like the opposite. But still, you're not going to be like, dude, I don't do drugs. I just do heroin. You're not going to be... This is weird to think that somebody drugged your drugs. This is not somebody putting Angel Dust in a joint. That happened to my sister once. Some, she just thought she was smoking a joint, and it was angel dust, and she lost her fucking mind. This is, I'm shooting up one the worst drug, and you put something else in there. Like, literally anything else is not as extreme as heroin. What, maybe if they put, like, fucking Drano in there, he could, I would understand his, a little hesitant toward the, toward the notion of shooting that up, but I don't, why is he so fucking upset? And he's like, I guess he, he thought the angel just made him imagine that his girlfriend Gloria was eating somebody. But if he really believed he was crazy, he seems not at all concerned about where Gloria actually is. Face eater or not, he should be looking for her, right? He doesn't seem interested to go back there. He's just like, fuck it. She's, even if I fake, even if I imagine that, going to go ahead and check that box as broken up and not, not even going to try to connect this shit back together. I'm not going to try to Get back up and Gloria. She's done. I'm done with her. And then uh, Cal's like, dude, you fucking... I can't have people come here looking for you, man. I can't do that. And he, that's when he reveals that he's a drug dealer. He's like, yeah, you want to get a fix? You want to get a fix? Come on, he'll, he'll calm you down. He's like, all right, all right. Nick's, Nick's on board. Even though he said over and over. I did like the junkie part of uh, Nick. Because he goes, I'm done with it. I want to get clean. And then... Uh, Travis goes, you mean that? And he goes, Tra- Nick goes, I mean it every time. And I was like, there you go. That's a, that's a good junkie line. But he's very self-aware about being a junkie. And I'm not sure on the 
time period when you start going through withdrawals. But he seemed pretty cool up until now. Because when Cal goes to take him, he seems still fine. And they, they're driving around in these weird alleyways, and you can see where the kids that practiced the graffiti in class went, ended up, because in the hood, and the shitty, like, river, I think they're on, like, the banks of the L.A. River, and this weird, there's a thing that runs through Burbank, the L.A. River, is it, it didn't look like that, it looked like something downtown, you know how the L.A. River goes through it, and it's just, like, this four feet of water at the most, but it's not a river river, if you're not, if you've never been in L.A., but it's, I feel like it was downtown somewhere, and then they go, and there's graffiti in the walls, and they kind of drive through these the shady-ass place, and then they go in the back, and we're just kind of isolated, nobody's around. For once, they found the one secluded spot in L.A. where there's no homeless people fucking. It's, it's amazing. I don't, I don't know what spell he must have cast, because I know he was in Harry Potter. He did play Tom Riddle. He is Voldemort, in all intents and purposes. So, maybe he casts a spell. I don't know. Homeless go away us. I don't know. I don't fucking get it. Anyway, no homeless people fucking on the banks of the river. That's fine. That's good. Thank you, show. Um, but then you realize, like, Cal goes around and you see his gun. And he's like, oh, yeah, he's going to shoot him, obviously. You can't have people looking for me, man. I can't have people come around looking for you, I should say. And uh, Nick, obviously, was like, no, I don't want to die. And then he's like, oh, I guess I'll fight back. And then they, you know, they have the typical movie thing where they fight over the goddamn gun. I've seen it a thousand times. Um, This is, uh, I guess we'll get there. This hasn't happened yet. I'm going to bounce around a little bit. And then Cal gets shot. Obviously, Cal gets shot, not Nick. And then Nick freaks out. And I'll get back to this scene in a second, because some it kind of gets back between to Madison Clark, her character at work. And her and the principal are watching the news, and it's... I didn't quite understand this scene, or how this works with a reality. Um, it's a video footage of, like a helicopter view, it's a bird eye view, of uh, police beating a man in the face a bunch of fucking times. He's a zombie. You just don't know it yet. The characters don't know it yet, I should say. We're aware because we know the title of the show and we've seen the uh, previous show. And maybe read the comics. If you're as good as I am. Um, anyway. It's a video footage of the cops beating this guy in the face without their fucking billy clubs, which I didn't know cops still carried. Don't they just carry flashlights now? Um, anyway, uh, they keep hitting him in the head, and then the principal's like, holy shit, they keep hitting him in the head, like, over and over, and he just keeps going forward. Oh, I'm amazed. And then, they're like, this can't be real. And then, the cops pull out their guns and shoot him, like, 15 times in the fucking chest, and he kind of slowly falls to the ground. They're like, oh my god. And then immediately, the principal goes, oh, I, I gotta get on the call. I gotta get on the phone with the district, you know, see how they want to play this. And that was a line where I was like, what? Say what? I don't get it. Why did you... So, you live in L.A. People get shot every day. Do you... What ultimately happens here is if he apparently gets on the phone with the district and gets a half day approved. Because over the intercom, they're like, hey, we have a half day. And I was like, do you have a half day every time someone gets shot in L.A.? 
that must, you, your school year would never end. You would just work well into the summer. You would just go year-round. You, you would never have a full day of school. You have to pray someone gets shot at 4 p.m. that day and not at 8 a.m. Who the fuck canceled? Okay, I was in class and saw the second plane hit the World Trade Center in 2001. I believe that was on September 11th, I believe. I was there in school when that happened. They didn't cancel school. We sat there and watched it all day. I don't... Why? Who? How? Why? What is fucking... Is this the pussiest district in all of America? Someone got shot that had nothing to do with this. Oh, my God. We better cancel school. These kids can't focus when they... Not even supposed to be watching the news. Like, what the fuck happened? I, I don't get why they would cancel school for that. I don't fucking... Who knows? Moving on. Oh, my God. Um... They, they they show uh, Alicia in class, and she's, like, on their phone. She's like, oh, my phone, my phone, my phone. And her teacher's like, I'm going to take those away. Am I going to have to confiscate those? I'm a dumb bitch. And I was like, and she takes them, she goes to take it away, but she doesn't. And I was like, what the fuck? I don't, I don't, I didn't, like I said, I was in high school when September 11th happened. So we didn't really have cell phones, so I can't imagine a world where you have a cell phone as a teenager, and then you're in school with that phone. I can't imagine how hard it is to be a teacher nowadays with cell phones, and how you are, like, you would, your parents, the parents of the kids would fucking hate you because you took away their $600 phone. Or maybe you, like, you always see the video of the teacher freaking out and smashing their phone. I'm like, that's expensive as shit. You do that twice, and you only make twenty three grand a year, whatever the fuck teachers claim they make. That's a twenty third of your salary. That's that's so expensive. Like, but just the fact that you have to constantly, every single day, take these phones away from these kids. And if you have that little bin where you just like put your phone in here on your way in, someone's gonna take the wrong phone, and you're gonna be held responsible. And holy shit, I can't. My brain's gonna explode trying to fathom what it's like being a teacher in a cell phone world. And that's probably the oldest sentence I've ever said in my life. Like, the fact that I just didn't have a, a cell phone in school. But I genuinely can't imagine what it's like. Ah, oh, man. My head's going to explode. This is when they cut back and they show him shoot Cal. And I skipped ahead. I didn't feel like going back and forth. I thought I'd tell a little story. Anyway, and then fucking Nick collapses. And he's like, calls his parents apparently. And just waits. Just waits. Kind of like across the hall on that little corridor that leads to the river. And he just, he just waits for his parents. And they show up. And he's like, oh, it's over over here. And then they go drive the shitty truck over there. And they're like, he's like, it's right here. Oh, he's gone. What the fuck? There's a little bit of blood. Again, Cliff, or excuse me, Travis. Character name. I'll use his character name. Travis is like, there's blood. Uh. He didn't dip his goddamn hand in there this time. So he's learning. That's good. If nothing else, he's learning not to do that. You know, it's like a dog, you know, crate training a dog or something. They'll learn. They learn. Anyway, he, uh, Nick, excuse me, Nick is freaking out. And he's like, yeah, I saw it. And he's kind of thinking he's crazy. Like, maybe he imagined that he killed him. And then he imagined, also imagined that his girlfriend, Gloria, ate a face. And he's just kind of, like, losing his fucking mind because he doesn't know what's real anymore. Which is understandable. But then they get in the truck and they go to leave. And then 
they see that, you know, Cal's just standing there. And they're like, what's he want? And he starts to attack them. Oh, they get out of the truck. And then they're like, hey, you okay? And he's like, they're going to kill And he's just sitting in the back. Nick is just sitting in the back of the truck. Really looking like Johnny Depp. And what's he going to give her grape? Really, really looking like him in this scene. Watch it with that in mind. Holy shit. You will see what I'm talking about. And... And then he flips the car from the back seat. I don't know. It was weird. He like jumps up front and then hits Cal. Like backs up the truck really, really fast. And this scene has like the worst editing because Cal goes to attack them and then he like grabs her wrist. And I feel like they shot it two ways, not knowing if they want to kill off Madison Clark or not, because it looks like he bit her wrist. But then they cut and he's like, uh, 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 and all the dialogue is just jumbled like that. And you're like, oh, that was ugly. And it felt really off-putting. <clears throat> not in a, like a tonal sense, but like in a professional sense, like it wasn't done well. And it wasn't, they weren't like trying to create chaos with that scene. They were just not rushed, I guess. I don't know. It felt weird. And then the son, like I said, is backing up the truck going like 40 now in reverse. And the parents just luckily step aside. He was about to kill zombie Cal and his Mom and stepdad, with and not even like warn, not even like a doot doot, not like a honk, like a warning. He was, he was just gonna go ahead and hit him. Just go ahead and mow the fuckers down. Who cares? I'm a junkie. What do I need parents for? <laughs> oh, he was about to murder some folk, some folk that gave birth to him. Holy shit! This kid's ruthless. He clearly is the son of Madison. He is a ruthless son, bitch. God damn. Anyway, luckily he hits Cal. Then he backs up, you know, and then he looks back up, and Cal gets up on a broken leg, and this, you know, skull's kind of fractured, and it's kind of cool looking. And then he's like, oh, I guess let's do this again, and goes forward, hits Cal. Cal's in the hood, and he's still driving forward, and Cal's like, hey, what's up, man? And he basically gives him that zombie look of that, and then Nick's like, slams on the brakes, and then Cal flies away, like, I believe I can fly, and then lands on the ground. And apparently that killed him. I don't, I mean, maybe his head hit the ground really hard and it just cracked open his skull. I don't know. Oh, I guess he wasn't done. No, I'm, I, I misspoke. If I remember correctly, they all like stare at him and they're like, what the fuck just happened? And, and then they see him start to move again. And that's when they realize, oh, some shit's not right. Some shit is wrong. And then she goes... Oh, Sorry. There's a dent? Oh, no, there's not a dent. Because he hit a human being, human being, with his truck, his shit truck, and there is not a, there is not a dent in the, the fender of this truck. There is a small amount, I would say a nosebleed amount of blood, generously sprayed all over the hood of the, like the front of the hood of the car, you know, where it kind of rounds right before it hits the grill. Right there, there's a small little patch of blood. Like like I said, about what you have during an, an average nosebleed, but nothing much. And it was like, what the fuck? Did they not afford to batch up this shit truck? I don't. He hit him going so fucking fast. And last I checked, he's still made of bones, bones and blood and muscle. And the dude was in shape. He was gonna have some weight to him. And then nothing. There was not a dent. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I wouldn't have dented the truck. I just wish they would have. I don't know. 
Since I don't know and I am still pissed, I still want him to do something. And it's very irrational of me, I realize. Uh, anyway, they're like, Madison's like, I don't know how this is going to, what's going to happen now. And then it's like, doo, 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 and it ended. And I was like, what the fuck? Okay. Was that an abrupt ending? It was cool. I liked, okay, wrap up real quick. This is a long one because I had to set up everything at the beginning. Sorry. The rest of these will be shorter. This is as long as a fucking episode. Holy shit. The, uh, I liked the first episode because it didn't overuse the zombies. It did a very couple light touches, and none of them really know what's happening yet. And I liked that. In a world where nowadays... I feel... Oh, actually, I, I kind of feel like now you're allowed to do slower shit. Back in the day, you had to be like, zombies right at the goddamn gate. And if you don't, you're going to lose people. If you don't have action page in the, or action scene on the first page, nobody's going to read your script. That sort of mentality. And this one kind of was like, since it had the predecessor show, they went, you know what? Let's go ahead and everyone knows it's going to happen. There's going to be zombies. Let's go ahead and, you know, lube into it. So we're going to ease our way into it. Let's not, uh, let's not shoot our wad in this first episode, you know? This is a sexual podcast, by the way. I like that about this, though. I like that they had the junkie thing. I like that they have weird problems that you wouldn't normally see. I hate Alicia's character. She seems like an icy bitch, also like her mom. And I kind of, she speaks like, no, 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 no. She talks like, um, I kind of blame Emma Stone for this resurgence of growly women. You know what I mean? Like they talk like, and they, they act like they couldn't give a shit less. Like they are just checked out. And to hell with whatever you want to do. Uh, they don't care. They don't got time for that shit. They just fuck you. Doesn't matter. It's not like an aggressive, but like, I don't care. Like, whatever you got to do. That's fine. My junk, my brother's a junkie. He's going to die anyway. Who cares? She like says shit like that. And you're like, Jesus Christ. And then out of nowhere, she's like, you mean when he returns, not if. And you're like, you just said you don't give a shit about. You can't. Uh, it's, uh, it's all over the place. She's like just a drunk driver on the road. On, the, on an emotional road. She's like an emotional drunk driver, I should say. That's a better way to say that. Um, I'm going to wrap this up. And I'm sorry this went so long. I really am. They will all be shorter from, from now on. This was just the first episode. Like I said, just getting my feelings about the original series and how I came into this. Again, um, check out LoneyWonderland.com. Check it out, folks. Check that shit out. Um, we got t-shirts available. Um, check out the website that's on there. The link's on there. Um, it's on T-Chip. I believe it's T-Chip. Well, it's going to change by the time you listen to this later. So just go ahead and go to the website. All the info's there. Uh, if you buy shirts, it helps us buy cameras. We are going to go video and start shooting hilarious videos for you guys to laugh and masturbate to. That's up to you. If, you, if you're into that sort of shit, you can masturbate to it. I can masturbate to anything. So I'm like an, a masturbation Olympian, really. I can do it all. I'm like the... I was going to say Mark Spitz, but that's... Uh, anyway, um, fucking all over the place. Um, LoneyOneLand.com. Check out the other shows on there. It's all on there. Go check us out. Go see us live, me and Brent. Me and Brent Puccio of the show. We, we're live all over Phoenix, the city of Phoenix. Um, not just me. We're all over. Go check us out. I'd appreciate it. Um, email us, um, LoneyOneLand at gmail.com. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, it's either LoneyOneLand or LIW Podcast. So go check it out. Thanks, guys. And, uh... Keep watching, keep listening, and I will be back for episode two. And then eventually I am going to do The Walking Dead when it comes out in October. So um, 
Thank you, citizens. Have a good day. Bye.